Dan and Corey here, welcoming you into Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Yeah, welcome in to a special Friday edition of Libservative, the show of two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. As always, he is Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. And we, it's really interesting, Corey, because this is like the first week we had like a show prep meeting. And we're probably going to talk about barely anything that we actually talked about at the show prep meeting because so many things have come hey, up Sheila. in the last couple it's of co-worker. days. Sorry. So, Corey's just saying hi to his friends. It's okay. <laughs> so it happens, happens when your show is as small as ours. You have like eight fans. And then if you're like me last week and you, you shit on them, they go away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, new tell, Dan. I, oh, I, you know what? Just tell the Real people quick. where they could find us while I regroup for a second. We just started. This is already awful. Libservative podcast. Oh my god! My why the fuck did my FaceTime pop up? It's because Libservative we did this podcast on a Friday. Is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on podcast, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Not subscribe, tomorrow. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe yesterday if you can. Hop in that time. Can you do that? We got a lot to discuss today, Corey. Uh, things that we're going to be going over today is the uh, interesting fair tax idea from Republicans that they stole from libertarians that uh, Democrats are upset about and they don't even realize, they don't even really know why. Uh, egg prices? Uh, the Paul Pelosi body cam footage was released today, and uh, oh, conspiracy theories abound already, so that one should be fun. Uh, <laughs> Corey and I, surprisingly, this is not something I thought was going to happen at any point, and definitely not this soon. We're going to give Kevin McCarthy, uh, the new Speaker of the House, a little bit of a, cr- a little bit of credit this evening, uh, strictly for, for being honest and uh, kind of... I guess speaking that crazy best off of the uh I guess speaking truthfully, I guess is what you could say. Uh we're gonna talk about cops murdering black men and uh a bunch of other stuff. But uh first, Corey, what uh, what what's been going on with you? What do you what have what have you been consuming? What are you drinking? Tell the people about yourself. Uh well, so recently I've been consuming a lot of uh mischief brew. It's this band, uh rest in peace, Eric Peterson. The uh Singer actually did take his own life, but it's an anarcho, uh, like folk Irish punk band, and it's just been tickling all of my fancies. It's always and, something obscure with you. Oh, the music! I, you know, I'm always digging through the crates, man. I'm always, I'm always trying to find new music, and the band is fucking phenomenal. It's just right up my alley of talking shit about the establishment and liberals, because you know, liberals really are the worst. <laughs> Not always, not always. Just no, just most. No, of the yeah, time. just most. You of know the me. Time. I'm super leftist and super libertarian in the same way. I'm a walking contradiction, Dan. 
We all are. Um, that's what that's what more of us need to understand about ourselves. Uh, yeah, we're all walking contradictions. Been watching The Last of Us. Been uh, episode two. Done with that. And um, consuming alcohol. Been doing a little bit of that. You know, here and there. Consuming alcohol and something Corey and I found we definitely have in common is that we like to consume alcohol in the evening and then go uh, troll really bad like Instagram and Twitter pages. I <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> okay. like my fa- one of my favorites is uh, my, my two favorites that I like to do, particularly on Facebook, because for some reason they pop up a lot on Facebook are Occupy Democrats and Prager U. Which is interesting. Yeah, Occupy Democrats blocked me. I can't even do it. <laughs> but it's, what's, what's interesting about that is that they're so perfectly opposite of each other on the political spectrum. <laughs> Occupy mm-hmm. Democrats and PragerU, and they are equally fucking stupid. Like PragerU, all they do now, I don't know who the hell, there is like a 12-year-old that is like just now learning about like uh, conservative ideas running their running their Facebook feed at this point. Yeah, they got enough like contact in the real world to realize just how terrible they are. They're just they're just asking stupid questions like uh uh if if there's no religion then why is murder bad? Like seriously, I'm not shitting you that was No, actually- that's a real one. Another one I saw was uh the Bible is the ultimate guide to morality or whatever. And like I, I commented, I was like a little tipsy the other day and I was like which one? <laughs> like there's so many versions of it. St. James, the St. James Bible, part three. Is it Bible? Yeah. You talking about King James? King James. Did I say St. James? You fucking <laughs> don't know hey, shit about Christianity. I'm already half in the bag. So King James. Yes, that's what I meant. That's what I, that's what I thought was coming out I'm trying out of my to mouth. get there. I'm supposed to go out with the boys, uh, go get some beers after this. Oh. I'm going Steve the Serb. Oh, the boys. And our photographer, uh, Andy. Which I'm not going to name his company because I don't know if he wants to be affiliated with this trash. Associated with this with this garbage. <laughs> um, what else is new, Dan? What are you consuming? I watched the first couple episodes uh, with my fiance of that '90s show, and you, here's how here's how you know that it's is it going to be as good as that '70s show? Probably not. But uh, here's how you know it's not bad. There are you you haven't seen any like complaints from like the daily wire or or any or other or, or, or any other conservative outlets about how uh, gratuitously woke the show is uh there's a couple of woke elements there's like a gay asian kid or whatever but like is that is that, is really, that woke i think is, like, I, I, don't know if, like, I don't know if it's woke i think i think if things like that are just like they're not like forced and I it's just it a depend. sense of normalcy like you would experience in real life then it's nothing that even like bad an eye at. I think oh, there it, it is. I think it would depend on who you ask. Because there's 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 enough people that like if you put a gay character anywhere in any sort of Hollywood uh uh project, they're automatically just gonna call it woke. Yeah, like the goddamn show Will and Grace. Even yeah, even though gay characters have existed, you know, forever. I mean, at least right. most most of our lifetimes and we're in our <laughs> You know, that makes me wonder. So I was watching uh with my son the other day, Brave Little Toaster. Like the the first one. You think the toaster's gay? And in the gay? movie, huh? You think the toaster's gay? No. Oh, he does have slots. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they get real warm. <laughs> no, but I was so I was watching the Brave Little Toaster, and like in it, 
there was a uh, an interracial couple. This is like early nineties, you know, and you didn't really see that much stuff like that. And I mean, I, maybe you did. I mean, and then it got me thinking about how like like Rugrats had you know like black characters. It had uh, the mom who was clearly a dyke, and, and all of these different things like that. And when you really think about it, when we were younger, a lot of different shows had representation for all these different aspects of people who live different lives than other people. And it really had me thinking like, when did that all of a sudden become a problem for the right? Cause it would, it's been there. It's been there now for about 30 years. Well, did, did, was like it, we was grew it, up, but did it watching ever, stuff. did it become more of a problem or is it just the fact that the internet is around and more people are allowed to say what they feel? Right. So I don't know if you remember, uh, can't remember what year it was, but it had to have been somewhere in like the mid to late nineties. You remember how uh, how Ellen DeGeneres had her sitcom, and it was yeah. like a really big deal that not only not only did Ellen use that show to come out in real life as a lesbian, but it was the first openly gay character on like network television. Did that a, show come out before Will and Grace? I believe it did. Yeah, I believe I it didn't, did. I'll be honest. I didn't watch one fucking episode of the, uh, that show or her. Well, neither did show. I. Neither did I. I just remember it being like a huge deal and not in like a bad way, right? It wasn't, I just remember being like talked about. Like my mom we used to watch Good Morning America or whatever as I'm getting ready for school, you know, that kind of thing when you're, you know, eight, 10 years old. Uh, but I do remember that. I remember Ellen's character coming out as gay, and she also used that to come out as gay in real life. It was like this big fucking deal. But it was never, uh, there wasn't really anything negative said about it. It wasn't like, look at, look at right. these, it's look like, at these depraved Hollywood like, actresses. So it makes me wonder, what was the tipping point? Is, is it when stuff started to really get, like, you know, like forced? Where everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Or was there always like this angst, like those goddamn gays? No, I think and there's a, I think there was a, a time where it became a soapbox to like bitch about it online, like they do now. I think it kind of. I think there's a little bit of both, right? I think there's 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 some definitely some like gratuitous, but I think you could say this about like even just heterosexual sex on television, right? Or or in movies. It, it just kind of becomes gratuitous. Was where it's where it's fucking like great when you were sixteen. Where it's like well, but it's like but you know what I mean? Like now it's like it's 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 forced and like doesn't really fit the storyline. It's a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's how certain folks on the right perceive homosexuality and trans culture in in Hollywood productions these days. I mean, it doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah, but I could give two shits. I, I think there there are there are some times where it's like gratuitous. Like, does this really fit the storyline? Do we really is this? Do we really need this? Probably not. Do I? Am I? Am I going to take to Twitter and go? These just these depraved Hollywood people are. They're just awful. They're trying to they're trying to transition our kids. No, I I don't feel that way about it. But yeah, there's sometimes where I'm like, this is kind of dumb. I don't think this needs to be in here. Right when it just like. It has nothing to do with the plot, nothing to do with character arcs or nothing, and they just force it just to hit some check marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. And like, yeah, before, like, I guess before it was just subtle to where it was just written eloquently into the show, where it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense, you know. And then, well, I know it, it made sense when like a show would come out every once in a while that had like a gay main character, right? Because it it fits 
the demographics of of real life. Like not every group of friends in a in a uh, a high school based sitcom is going to have a gay friend in their group. You know what I mean? Right. But like one out of ten might, or you know, one out of five might. So when it when it was just kind of every once in a while. It, it fit the demographics, and I don't think anybody was really upset about it. But when it becomes gratuitous to where, okay, we have to make sure. We have to make sure we have a mixed-race person in this cast. We have to make sure we have a gay person in this cast. We have to make sure we have a trans person in this cast. And it's not like you know it because based on like how the plot's going and what they're doing, it's like they have to explicitly acknowledge it. Yeah, and it just doesn't fit reality. Right, it just doesn't fit most people's demographics, so they don't give a shit about it. Which actually is a good opportunity for you to bring up your sloppy seconds uh, from last. Oh week yeah, so I got some sloppy Velma. seconds here. Uh, sloppy seconds on the show Velma. So last week you and I didn't watch the show at all, and we uh, <laughs> just dog shit on it based on reviews and what everyone else said. So I watched it, and it. I'm sitting here just having my mind bloated here so real quick we're just going to listen to me talk about it because i wrote a script for this tiktok and mostly because cory likes to listen to himself talk i just love listening to myself talk i all of the all of the listens that we get for our podcast are from me <laughs> and uh but yeah here's me real quick on our tiktok talking about it guys velma is so bad that it is spawning psyop conspiracy theories and that's not just me saying it that is an actual headline on an article on Forbes magazine. Corey here with Libserve the Podcast. And can we talk about how my hot take is wrong? That's enough. Put down the mic. This show is being shit on by both the left and the right for making fun of woke culture and discrediting woke ideologies and being another woke project that painted to the left with a reboot full of woke jokes of inclusiveness with a recast of diverse characters. The joke really is on everyone. Is the show good? No, not really. It's just stale humor that would have been funny maybe 15 years ago. Sure. You ever shut the fuck up? Package. But holy shit, is this whole debacle hilarious. What solidifies this for me is the fact that Glenn Howerton is also a part of the cast. Yeah, that Glenn. The guy who plays Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you remember, there's an episode labeled Make Patty's Great Again. It's episode one of season 13. And in the episode, they are grifting the liberals to make a quick buck. And that is before they go to work on conning conservatives. And guess who the guest star is? Mindy Kaling, the actor who voices Velma. <laughs> is this art imitating life or life imitating art? Let me know in the comments and make sure to follow and listen to Libservative on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> I can stare at that beautiful face all day long. <laughs> Call me sir, god damn it! <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I kind of did a deep dive on it. I was like, dude, yeah, like this... They're they're fucking with everyone with this. It was actually, a very ex, a very expensive, very. I just lost you. Lost your mic. You lost my mic. Oh, there we go. You're, you're back. Oh, thank God! <laughs> it just went out for a second. I like the. I I it's I I enjoyed the take on that because when you think about what it's always sunny is has always been uh, a show that kind of. Pushes the envelope as and, and 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 almost creates its own psyops within the show. You know what I'm talking about. You're a big fan of it. So yeah, I I I'm with you. I'm I am on the I am on board with the conspiracy that it's Velma a fun conspiracy that Velma it's a conspiracy that's not gonna get people killed. 
I am on board with the conspiracy that Velma is actually designed to make fun of woke humor. And they did it so well, they just pissed everybody off. <laughs> the left thinks it's making fun of them. The right thinks it's a woke trope. <laughs> I can't I wait. Hope that's what it is. If, I, it's, if it isn't that, then it's just a fucking terrible well, What's show. funny is it, is it has such bad ratings to the point where, in, review, in reviews to where, like, you kind of worry about whether or not it's going to be canceled. And now, what's funny is I haven't seen it yet. So what I think I'm going to do after we've kind of broken this down and we've gotten the opinions of people on the left and people on the right and everybody fucking hating it and coming to the conclusion that it's just a a, a psyop to make fun of woke humor, I am going to watch it now, but I'm going to watch it from that lens. Yeah. Oh, dude, right away. For the Five first time. In, you'll be like, f- dude, yeah, this is absolutely what this is. What will be interesting about it is that I'm not going to be watching it as like a rewatch. Like I already saw it, hated it, and then this information comes to me. I'm going to watch it from that lens, and I'm going to see I'm gonna see what happens. Dude, I'm going to get a text from you at like 10 o'clock at night and be like, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is. Bro, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> But if that's the case, what's interesting about it is, like, if that's the case, if it really is this, like, really elaborate, I would even say kind of genius psyop to make fun of woke humor, um, it's going to be remembered as an awesome show for that reason. Like, if that ever comes out, like, if Glenn Howerton ever comes out and goes, yeah, that's what this was. But he never oh, will. They'll, they'll probably have to wait a year. They have to let that marinate. It's the long con. It's one of those things that's so bad, it might actually be brilliant. In its oh, like way. The Room? Tommy yeah. Wiseau? Yeah, yeah. It was so bad, they had to make a movie about it. Have you ever watched <laughs> The Room? Yes, I have. Dude, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. So we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about Velma a little bit more. The other sloppy seconds we had was um, last week when we got on, on uh, Wednesday evening. The Stephen Crowder versus the Daily Wire saga had literally just begun. I mean, Stephen Crowder oh, had ju- had just released his 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 original video. Uh, he and in fact, at that point, nobody even knew it was the Daily Wire yet. That ended up coming out the next morning. And so, our take—I think you agreed with me, Corey—that we were kind of Team Crowder on that, as as it were. Um, but always, always as as we usually are open to changing our opinions on these things as things develop. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of torn between Crowder and the daily wire here, because I can see how folks would be on team daily wire and how folks would be on team Crowder. And I look at, I look at the daily wire almost immediately coming out and saying, yeah, that was us. Why would you do that if you didn't have a good defense or a good point? Why would you immediately come out and say, yeah, that was us? And they released the contract, which, by the way, wasn't even really a contract. It was just an offer. And uh, you can understand the Daily Wire's perspective from from a, a, a the business side of things. Right. Where, yeah, you know, part of your part of your money comes from YouTube or Facebook or uh, Apple or Spotify. And when you lose those things, uh, we're going to reduce what we pay you because you're not, you're no longer bringing in that revenue. So from a business perspective, you, you kind of understand it. 
Right. And and I and I like the fact that Crowder even even though I don't think Crowder's doing it in good faith, calling out what I've always felt about places like the Daily Wire and his former employer, The Blaze, which is Yeah, that- like if you're a listener to the show, you know, like you know, and if you listen to every episode, you've heard us say for the last year that the Daily Wire is a grift. Yeah, it's 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 a fear mongering grift, and that's that's exactly what that's what the blaze is. That's what that's what a lot of these like we're super conservative news uh, organizations are. They're just trying to they're they're getting clicks by telling you that you know every public school teacher is trying to turn your kid into a trans kid. Meanwhile, if you actually you know talk to parents, I don't even have kids, right? But I know multiple people who do have kids that have kids in public schools. And I've asked them, like, are you worried about this? And they're like, uh, it seems a little weird, but like, I don't really see any teachers in my kid's school, you know, pushing this stuff. And I don't know if that's just a product, Corey, of you and I living in the Midwest. What, Cause you, you know what I'm talking about? Like cultural issues seem to not penetrate the Midwest like it does other areas of the country. I don't know if we're just yeah, you know, like Midwest, especially a place like Michigan. It's everything is kind of like an even keel. Like I honestly, like me personally, at least, like it may be anecdotal evidence, but I probably have just as many friends who are liberals as I do conservatives, and that that's why we're considered, I guess, purple states. We're not in bubbles surrounded by just a, a think tank of people who think exactly like us. We're all dealing with people who have differing views and things like that. Like I work with people who are a hundred percent blue lives matter. And I work with people who are like, tear this fucking system down, you know? And it's, uh, I don't know. It's so it's, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And, and even, even when it gets really nasty back and forth, you're gonna meet. You're gonna see. You're gonna see that person at the bar later on, and you're both gonna have a beer and play a game of pool together. That's that's the Midwest. So I don't know if we're just kind of immune from some of this stuff, uh, but I don't. I don't. I don't see the. I, we're kind of off the rails here, but I, I don't really. See, <laughs> Sheila said, "Tear the system down." I don't really. See, <laughs> I don't really see uh, too many people. Even even the more conservative people that I know, like really worried about public schools and trans issues. Um, but getting back to Crowder and Big Con, uh, I like what Crowder is saying about quote unquote big conservative. However, I don't think he's doing it in good faith because I think doing he's, it for the clicks. Uh, yeah, I think he's doing it in. Uh, um, I think he's I think he's doing it not only for the clicks but also for the clout and. I remember last last week I said uh, Crowder is one of my more favorite conservative kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, uh, pundits I guess because I find him funny and somebody called me out there like you think you think Stephen Crowder's funny you think he's a good comedian I was like well I probably should put that in context in comparison to most other conservative yeah, people. It's, yeah, it's like, who else funny. do they got? Yeah. Ben Shapiro it, it, and Tim Pool. Yeah, to most other conservative people trying to be funny, 
Yeah, he's good. Is he good compared to fucking Dave Chappelle? No, not even close. Right. Who actually a lot of people would call conservative these days. Oh yeah, he's a turf. <laughs> he's a, he's, te- he's team turf. So no, Dave Chappelle is a fucking. Goat. That's kind of our little cleanup. I'm sure this will go a little bit further when it comes to uh, Crowder versus quote unquote big conservative, uh, and it's interesting when you just kind of hate both. It's really tough. Right. To, it's really tough to pick a side. Uh, I, I I would say that I'm 51 percent team Crowder, 49 percent uh, team Daily Wire at this point. No, I like how yeah, like you know his whole like Tim Crowder or yeah, whatever is louder with Crowder, all that shit. Not Tim Crowder, Stephen Crowder. I call him Tim Crowder. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Like I don't really. So me personally, I don't really pay attention to any of these guys i get a lot of my news and outlets from a couple people who i think are worth their salt based on how i like when i read stuff like whenever i read an article about like some sort of like breaking news or social issue culture issue anything as soon as i read it i'll read a super left-wing article about it like from uh let me think of a good example. Like, I don't know, like mainstream, even if you want to use mainstream, like MSNBC, MSNBC if I read anything from MSNBC, I'm going to read something. I don't even want to use MSNBC, <laughs> New York times. If I read something from the New York times, I'm going to read something this, but regarding the same topic from like the Hill. So I try to get my news very balanced. So I don't really get my news from any of these talking heads. Well, and the, the thing to, to piggyback on what you just said there, Corey, the thing that gets so frustrating and, I, and the reason I think our populace is so confused is that sometimes these publications get things right. And that includes the New York Times. New York Times gets things right all the time. That includes, so does The Hill. So does. Uh, that's what I mean. That includes that includes Breitbart. That includes you could go Daily further. Wire. Right. Yeah. Breitbart, New York Post. Like they were spot on about the Hunter Biden laptop shit. But there's so much, uh, there's so much politi- po- politization of every single topic that you never feel like you can take a leaning publication seriously, which pretty much everybody, except for maybe reason at this point, is uh, is is leaning one direction or the other. So you, you, it's really really hard if you don't try to pick out where the truth is. And I think most of the American public is frustrated by that. So it's right. like, why would I bother? I'm just gonna yeah, dis- these- I'm just gonna disregard the New York Times because they bullshit me on the left so often, or I'm just gonna disregard the New York Post, or I'm gonna disregard uh, even further right publications like the Daily Wire and those because they're they're so right leaning and they get things and they and they 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 spin things to go the way that they want to go. They lie so by that, omission, so that when they get things right, you can't pick through and 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 make it and make it known to yourself that they're actually right like it's really fucking hard it's really hard unless you're in the space that you and I are and even we fuck it up we fuck it up all the time to yeah we're to, just a couple intellectual idiots to really to- pick out what's right it's difficult and most people don't have time for that shit people got three kids they got they got to send people to school you know, I know they, we're just freaks yeah we, we are politics like freaks. people follow sports and I follow sports like I follow politics. So there you go. 
<laughs> it's difficult. It's, it's really hard. It's in the basement, just a basement dweller, just constantly reading shit, huh? I get to the point where I got a bar in my basement. It's right behind me. <laughs> See, a couple bottles of Eagle Rare and a Attaboy. M forty three and Eagle Rare. Yeah, it's difficult. So, uh, we want you. You, you want to move on to the tax stuff here, Corey? Yeah, you know I'm actually pretty excited. This is something. So, this is something that I've been. You know, if you if you have been an avid listener to the show, the fair tax idea is something that I've been talking about now since the inception of the show. And it's something that just gets me just little little hot under the collar that the fact that this is being thrown into legis like as a proposal for legislation that isn't going to pass. But that's not really the point of us talking about this. So there's a group of Republicans that want to introduce what I guess you could compare to a fair tax, uh, which is essentially the elimination of the IRS along with the elimination of income tax and instead replacing that with a 23% sales tax federally. Now, let's talk about what this means. What this means to uh, Democrats is horseshit. Well, actually, let's like I guess just to recap, even just uh, uh, zoom out even more. What a fair tax is, is it eliminates the income tax. It eliminates the ideas of some people that talk about a flat tax, which is just one percentage on your, on your income, no matter what you make. The fair tax, what it is, does is it takes out all the middlemen and initially institutes a federally mandated like sales tax. So... We might have listeners who are in states who don't have sales tax, but like in Michigan, when you buy any sort of commodity or any sort of good, there's a couple of things that are uh, exempt, like food and things like that. Food, but other than prepared food. If the food is other prepared, than prepared it food, can be yeah. taxed. But it's a tax. It's like it's basically a sales tax that when you buy something, you pay a little bit in tax on top of it. And so what this Democratic group is trying to institute is getting rid of the IRS, getting rid of income tax. The Republican group. Yeah, this Republican group. And they want to make it to where there is a just a federal sales tax on things that you buy that just gets added to what you buy versus getting money taken from you out of your check before you even get a chance to spend it. Well, and here's why that makes sense, Corey. And, and I hope I hope most of our listeners would understand this. In fact, many of them are probably way ahead of us on this. Would you rather be taxed on money that you earn that you haven't even seen yet? It's just taken out before you even have the money in your bank account. Or would you rather be taxed on what you consume? Because the obvious answer is what you consume. Because you're yeah, not, for me. For anybody, because you're not forced to consume anything outside of food, uh, energy, uh, which I guess would include gasoline, uh, and maybe transportation. And water. Well, we get taxed on gasoline anyways. But the thing is, you don't even have a choice when it comes to income tax. When it comes to right. sales tax, you have a choice. You don't have to go buy that TV. And 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 I did I did it I ran a couple of numbers right so like what's it going to cost to buy 
you know, say a new car, if this were the case, no more income tax, right? So you're you're getting if you make, you know, if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're going to have an extra twenty thousand dollars that's not that that isn't taxable, right? Because oh well, wait a minute, it might be more than that. But if you're in the twenty percent tax bracket, you're going to get twenty percent more take home salary than you otherwise did. So yeah, a thirty two thousand dollar modest automobile is now going to cost you about thirty seven dollars to $39,000. It sounds like a big fucking number, doesn't it? But how, often right. do you, but how often do you buy a new car? Every right. seven to 10 years, depending on who you are. So yeah, that one purchase is going gonna, is gonna to be bigger. Right, because in the, four, the, in the you know, five, six years, you're not buying a car. You're not making that purchase, and that money is going into your bank account. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still, you're still, you're still paying payments. It, it's going to be, um, it's going to be almost unnoticeable, is what I'm trying to say. That yeah, yeah, it's almost virtually a wash. But what it does is it frees up money for a lot of people who are just trying to save money. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you can't. And I think you have something on this, Corey, of uh, certain credits that um, under underprivileged people might have in this in this scenario because the way th- this is what pisses me off the way establishment democrats are are painting this is they're just going oh republicans just want ri- to want to introduce a, a sales tax that's going to make you pay 30% more for goods and it's like yeah that's that's true but that's literally like one third of the story here. They don't mention the fact that it includes the abolishment of the IRS. They don't mention the fact that income tax will no longer be a thing. It doesn't mention the fact that we're also getting rid of payroll tax. Like, you know, like you you get so much money chopped off your check after you work all these hours, especially if you're working like overtime and stuff. You get so much money chopped off your check. That you don't even get to see it, like you said a minute ago, before you even get your check. Yeah, and they, it, it, the reason it's called a fair tax is that you think about it this way. It, it's literally going to affect everybody equally from you know the richest people to the poorest people. You're literally just taxed on what you consume. And don't get me wrong, there should be exemptions to this. There should be, like, if I go to the store and I buy fresh fruit and meat, and unprepared foods, there should not be a federal sales tax on that. I will stand by that till the day I die. You right. should not be taxed for food ever for any reason. For the essentials. I, I don't think any state, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think any state taxes food unless it's prepared, of course. Uh, right. Yeah. So, like, for, for example, here in Michigan, uh, you know, we have a 6% sales tax on everything we buy. It's 6%. Other than food. Other than food. I think there's a couple other things that are in there, but I know that food is one of them. That's the big one. And you know one thing. You know one thing that is actually taxed, but uh, this is one thing. So you want to uh, like this is where one thing we talk about how liberals do get things right sometimes. Men's razors are not taxed, but females' razors and tampons are. Wait, how did they get that right? Oh, liberals got it right when they talk about how certain things, when we talk, because earlier I mentioned how liberals always get things wrong, but every once in a while they get something right. They bitch about the fact that men's razors are not taxed, but women's razors and tampons are. 
and you're and you're you're suggesting that that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. That's wrong. I would agree. Like either tax them both or tax them not at all. <laughs> right. I'm hundred percent with you on that. Yeah, yeah. Like me, obviously, I don't use razors. Clearly, right. Anything that's shaved is Brazilian. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Laser, buddy. It's like a slipstream. No, I'm just teasing. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, this isn't going to come to fruition. They're, they're, Republicans are having a hard enough time getting this through the House. It's certainly not going to pass the Senate. It's a damn shame, Dan. And 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 it just really makes me mad that Democrats <coughs> are the ones that go, uh, you know, uh, billionaires in, in, in the in the one percent are, are the ones that get away with all of this. Uh, avoiding taxes, and it's like, well, this, this is, this is it. This is the way that they don't avoid fucking taxes anymore. You tax right. people on consumption. That and the money is they spend, not the money they earn. And you know what? And and it gives the it gives the federal government more of an incentive to have a better economy because the better economy you have, guess what? People consume more, and which means right. what? Which means what? In this scenario, they get to collect more taxes. Right. And then and not only that, it also what it does is it uh it lowers the cost to run a business and start a business. So you have innovators who can has cheaper overhead to start a business. You know, when you really think about it, if someone makes a million dollars a year, and even if they're only spending ten percent of what they make a year, they're getting taxed on a hundred thousand versus zero percent. And then they're still paying more in taxes than someone that makes thirty grand. And it's just, I don't know. I, I can't really think of any negatives out of this. And the reason why I say that is because people say, well, you know, like people who make less money, they're going to see it out of their pocketbooks. Um, underneath this uh, new tax plan, that's just the fair tax. Um, this is according to Forbes. Americans would receive a monthly rebate check according to the federal poverty level and family size that is designed to offset costs for low-income families who typically spend a larger share of their income on necessities. It's essentially a UBI. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we're also going to end the whole bullshit argument of illegals don't pay taxes because guess what? Now they will. Now every single legal here is going to be paying taxes. Anyone that comes here as a tourist is going to be paying taxes. Um, it it uh, I, yeah, no, I just the only I'm all on the board. only thing, right? So, like, the only thing that would that would concern me about this, and it's something that would have to be a workaround, right? And it's it's one of those things that we talk about about, uh, you know, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Like, this is going to have some problems, right? Right. And and one of the things that I think about is like like you had mentioned, if somebody tries <coughs> to start a business, they're gonna have to have a hell of a lot more money up front now because they're going to be taxed on the things that they buy. Right. So if you want to open whatever, a coffee shop and you have to get all that equipment, you have to purchase that equipment and pay the taxes on that equipment up That's front. True. That's so, true. But but here's the thing. So up front, you're gonna have to spend a hell of a lot more money. You're gonna have to have more overhead, which hopefully could be solved by being able to take out a better loan. But at the but after afterwards, once that equipment's in place, you've got your business open, you got people coming through the door buying your delicious coffee, you're not paying taxes on the income now that you collected from selling that coffee. 
Right. Which might make it possible. You don't possible, have to pay a CPA. And it might make it possible for you to repay that loan more efficiently and faster. Right. Because you have more cash in hand that instead of having that just go to taxes, you had no option over. So, right. So you take out a bigger lump sum at the beginning, right? To yeah. be able to purchase all of these things, but you can probably pay it back faster. Dude. And then imagine Congress. Instead of relying on the Fed to deal with things like inflation, Congress going, ooh, looks like we have a little bit of inflation this year. We're going to raise the sales tax by 1%. Mm-hmm. Way less out of it hitting you in the pocket, but it's going to slow the economy down a little bit. Well, and that's Or they're like, oh, hey, we have a surplus this year. Let's lower... But you, I know you're See, like, they, you, they won't ever you, do what, that. What but people said. will be able to run on that and pop for policy. Yeah, for presidency. that's true. Yeah, we, yeah, absolutely. Like, my goal is to make the government tax. run it more efficient to where I'm going to do a 5% tax sales tax cut. It just, it just, it just makes sense, right? If, if for no other reason, it makes sense if for no other reason, then our tax code is so convoluted. Nobody understands it. And this is just really simple. Almost by design. Yeah, they don't want it to be simple. I don't understand it. I know you don't understand it. What do you mean I don't understand? I say that like I'm better. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I don't fucking understand. I say that like I'm better than you, like you understand it a little bit less than me, but you probably you probably understand it more than me. (laughs) No, I don't. Yeah, it's it's brutal. And and it's it's just like, okay, it's really easy for the average American to go, Oh, it's there's a whatever it is, a twenty three percent sales tax. Federal sales tax. So if I buy something for a hundred dollars, it's now going to cost me one hundred and twenty-three dollars plus what my state sales tax is. Seems pretty simple to me, right? So it's going to make things look because if more you just expensive. decide to not spend it, then you get to keep that money in your yeah, account. You don't have to give it to anybody, and it's going to make things look more expensive. And on paper, they will be more expensive, but. Every dollar that you earn is yours, right? At the same time, so that that's uh, that's a situation that really re- it's really pissing me off the way Democrats are portraying this thing. It's really it's just lying by omission, really disingenuous, really dishonest. It's bullshit, and and it's not Dude, like and then the whole thing like with Republic- the rebate. I want to go back to that real quick. That the whole thing with the rebate, to where it's like if you are lower income then the government is going to send you money back to where there are still technically going to be income brackets. And then if you're in a certain bracket, you're going to get money back from the government, from the sales tax money to help you offset the extra costs. It's a fucking no brainer to me. Fuck hiring 87,000 more IRS agents that are going to have guns when the IRS is known to, to go after poor people five times more than they do for rich people when it comes to tax audits. And why That's is what that the IRS Corey? does right now? And why the is IRS that, goes after poor people who owe chump change 600 bucks here, a thousand bucks there to get that money from them, which ultimately means that if they don't pay that right away, there's going to be a guy at their door with a fucking gun, putting them on the ground and then arresting them for money that they couldn't afford in the first place. And why is that Corey? Why is what? I'll give you the answer. Why do they go after poor people instead of rich people? Because it's rich, easier. Rich people can afford. Rich lawyers. people can afford lawyers. Lots. Rich of, people can appeal and make it into litigation. a litigation and make it last years and years and years to 
to protect their money, but poor people can't. Very well. Egg prices are high, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) This is another example of lying by omission. 100%. Robert Reich basically made Corey and I want to piss on his grave that isn't exist that doesn't exist yet um but when he dies i don't know know. is this is this fair tax life or income tax life because if it's income tax i can't afford it if it's fair tax i don't know if i want it i don't know if robert reich is worth the 30 percent tax on a plane ticket to go to his gravesite yeah well it might be worth it for me it might be one of my fun expenditures because this motherfucker Who was I believe was he, I don't even remember. He worked under the Clinton administration. He's I think he's partially responsible for NAFTA. Don't quote me on that, but I think he is. Uh, I I could be wrong. Uh, but Robert Reich is basically a an evangelist, a left wing evangelist, masquerading as an economist at this at point. this point, yeah. Uh, because. What what was what did he say, Corey? I have it. Hold on, I have it in front of me. Here we go. So Robert, Reich- it, it, it sucks too because it's such a fall from grace. Like he was so on point. Like when he was making like different videos and stuff like that. Like when Bernie was running, mm-hmm. like he was he was gold. You know what I mean? And then he just fell into the fold of this envelope of just protecting the establishment. So he tweeted out, Cal Maine, the largest egg producer in the U.S., is, is raking record profits, $198 million in its last in its latest quarter. That's, six, that's a 65% increase uh, from a year ago. Egg prices are up 60%. That's absurd. People are paying upwards of 6 to $7 for a dozen eggs. Why? Corporate greed. Cal Maine, the largest egg producer in the U.S., is raking in record profits of $198 million in the latest quarter. That's a 65% increase from a year ago. And he completely misses basic economics. You know, you and I are not economists, Corey, but we understand supply and demand, I think, right? Uh, I must in the Tom Siles book, Basic well, Economics. But one thing I do understand is egg prices. I don't know how many people know this about me. I'm going to reveal it out here on this show. I work in the food business. Okay. I work for a wholesaler that sells food, including eggs. And I can tell you 100% that the reason egg prices are as high as they are is because there has been a massive avian flu. Not just one, not two, but three avian flus or bird flus that have ravaged, ravaged the uh, uh, commodity egg farms throughout the United States. It is rare to ha- usually every year there's going to be one avian flu. Not you. I wouldn't even say usually, but like you know, on average, every other year there's an avian flu that passes through. Uh, you know, fucks up some of these commodity egg markets. We had three in 2022. That's unprecedented. We're talking millions of birds that had to be killed. 40 million to 122 million birds. Because do you know why, Corey? Do you know why all those birds are killed? All those because birds it, all those birds are killed because of I don't remember if it's the FDA or the USDA. But even if there's a chance they came in contact, they had to be murked. If one bird, one bird tests positive for bird flu, they kill the whole flock. One bird. There's not even any sort of isolation or anything? Nope. One bird test positive. Whole flock's gone. See, so that's that's a perfect example of big government just 
Thank you. With their broad brush strokes, just fucking things up. Thank you. It is regulation that is the problem. That's that's bullshit. That like, you know, now I could see it costing the company more. Like, costing like obviously it's going to cost the company a whole lot more to lose their whole flock. But why can't these companies isolate, quarantine, go through, and test the birds? Like, oh, you're good. Get the fuck over here. Costs a lot of more money. It costs a lot more money to do it that way. You think that would cost more money than just losing all their profits for a year? It wouldn't cost the farmer more money. It would cost the government more money to do it that way. (sighs) To go through and do to go through and do the testing. So yeah, you 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 have big government getting in the way and fucking with supply and demand. And so what happens is when you have forty to one hundred and twenty-two million chickens. So now this one that company that you killed. mentioned, we have to look this up. Actually, I'm surprised we I didn't. I just thought about this. Was this one company a company that didn't get hit with the bird flu? They just got lucky. No, this is all we need to Jamie. No, I'm. Uh, well, I would guess no. Because if they were the because if they were the one, let's say like let's say all the bird flu fucked up the whole West Coast, all of the 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 bird, you know, all the different uh, chicken farms, right? It fucked it all up. And then now there's only one company, let's say on the East Coast, that didn't get affected by it. But now they're the only legitimate supplier of eggs. And everybody's asking for them. They need to peter down that supply or need to make that supply be able to be spread. They need need to peter down that demand. The demand by, yeah, by raising the cost of the supply. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's basic economics. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah does that no, make sense? It, what I'm saying? It's economics 101. Yeah, if 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 I if I own a, 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 a chicken farm, a commodity chicken farm, because there are right in an economy that is based on let's say 10 million chickens, and you have two million of the 10 million, and then six million of the 10 million is killed leaving only 4 million left and you had half of those chickens. Yeah, the demand for my your for eggs, my eggs. Just, the price of your eggs just went through the roof so you don't run out of just trying to sell them. That's exactly right. So you ra- you raise the price so you don't run out of eggs. It's, it's I mean it's it's basic supply and demand. And 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 it's 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 honestly gotten so being in the food business, I can tell you this too. I sell I sell everything from I mean, deli meats to, uh, you know, eggs to grocery items, pretty much anything under the sun, packaging. I sell all of it. What I can tell you is eggs are their own fucking animal. They're their own market. and They are animals, Dan. You know what I'm talking. You know what I mean, though. They're, 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 they're their own thing, right? They have they have their own market. It's not like anything else, as far as how how they go up and down when you're talking about commodity eggs. And we also sell. Uh, we also sell organic eggs. We sell heirloom eggs from smaller farms, free range chickens. You know the 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 higher quality, more expensive eggs. The that, niches that people like prefer that I enjoy. And to be honest with you, a really good heirloom egg is far far superior to a commodity egg. Everybody, a lot of See, people. So I've always a lot of me people think I've always never been a fan of eggs. Well then. Fuck you, because they're the best food in the world. I like scrambled eggs. That's it. I don't like fried eggs. But even even if you scramble them, I'm telling you, a good quality heirloom egg is much better. Now, those farms aren't affected by this bird flu because they don't have their birds sitting in a garage piled on basically. top of each other. Yeah. Uh, 
the, you don't have the the avian flu passing over these more heirloom farms. So you now have an interesting organic egg market that raised its prices, but not enough. And so now, in a lot of situations, commodity eggs, Corey, like just your regular fucking, you know, Kroger eggs, your regular uh, Publix eggs, whatever your gro- your whatever your grocery store is, cost more than your organic eggs. That's how fucked up the egg market is right now. That is pretty wild. It's crazy. It doesn't make because, any sense. Yeah, like 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 I said, I'm not a huge I mean it does make sense. Egg but eater, but it should make sense. I would absolutely prefer eating eggs of chickens who get to just hang out in the grass and just enjoy their life. Yeah. It, then they are better. Oh you, you know, can tell like, like if I could afford it I'd buy nothing but like Colby beef. You can tell by the color, man. When you cook that egg, man, I'm telling you. When you cook that really good, expensive heirloom egg, it's got this vibrant yellow gold color. Well, when you cook that commodity egg, it's like kind of it's got like a dull yellow flavor to it. It, it if you, I'm telling, yeah, this, do because this eggs like it comes down to quantity versus quality. Do this experiment. Thing. Do this experiment. Go out buy two dozen eggs. Go buy your commodity eggs, and then buy. You think I'm rich, Dan? So, yeah, I do. The the, the uh, or you will be one day. Go go buy the commodity eggs and then go buy a really good heirloom egg. And I want you to cook them, scramble them because you like them scrambled next to each other. Put them on a plate, and you will see the difference. Really, you will see the difference, dude. Uh, so since we're talking about eggs, I was listening to uh, the Tim Cast podcast because they were talking about the whole Stephen Crowder thing. Did Tim, and Pool, did Tim Pool take those fucking guys? They kept trying to land these jokes about eggs, and they just weren't landing. <laughs> and they kept making jokes about eggs, like being worth gold, but like they weren't funny. Dude, they're not funny. Dude, those guys aren't funny. They're not funny. They're incels. It's cute. It's adorable. Oh, those those little guys, <laughs> the little cuties. <laughs> And it's the thing is like, you know, Tim Pool's one of those guys who gets things right. Like like his his COVID coverage. Yeah, him himself, you know, like yeah, he I'm not gonna lie, like his COVID like... coverage was spot on. He was great. He was fantastic. But like overall, this I don't get any entertainment value out of uh, Yeah, like this guy on there, like it was just when I was listening to this one episode, I forget which one it was, but uh they were talking about something and like he made a joke about eggs. Like being so expensive and like make oh you fucking Crowder should just be paid in eggs, <laughs> and then like no one really laughed. They're just like, hey, yeah, it's so much back funnier hearing you say it. <laughs> and and so then like they fucking were going on and talking, and then like five minutes later, I hear the same voice make another repackaged joke about eggs, and like I just pictured this guy in his head like. <laughs> Well, come on, guys. That first one was gold. You got to laugh at this one. And then he made it again, and then no one really laughed. And then he did it like two or three more times where he just kept trying to make these egg jokes where it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> now, maybe I, you know, like you and I, I picture ourselves at a little bit of a different level because we really dive into this shit. So we see all these dumb jokes and memes repackaged again and again and again and again and again to the point where when we hear someone make it, it's just like, uh, you know, I roll and it was just like, eh. you know, it reminded me. Okay. It was, it was a Velma joke. 
<laughs> like basically it was just like, all right, dude, like your joke's not landing. Just do a new one. Like <laughs> stop. Oh, dude, you should try selling the damn things. Oh man. I walk into a store every fucking I get asked by the I get asked the same question by the customer every goddamn time. Egg prices still going crazy? Yes. Like I, it's just like I like I I, I, I yes because you all keep buying them. We can't grow more to make more. I internal I, <laughs> I internally roll my eyes. I'm just like, do you hear my joke, Dan? Should I say it again? Say it again. It's because they all keep buying them to where they can't make more. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll make it three or four more times, hoping it lands. It's traditional supply. <laughs> it's traditional supply and demand. And at the end of the day, Robert Reich is a fucking idiot. I, I can't. Oh god, what a fall from grace. Oh, it's it's so bad. He was it's so on point when he was making his videos when like Bernie was running. Yeah, oh, he, now he's just the same thing, just lying by omission. He's just an evangelist masquerading as a fucking economist, economist. at this point. Yeah, he's 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 full of shit. Uh, um, yeah, well, so we're fifty six minutes in. Uh, do you want to? Do the Paul Pelosi one, Holy or do you want to do the McCarthy one, or do you want like we can probably fit? We might be able to fit both. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with Paul Pelosi because it just came out today. Uh, the Paul Pelosi body cam footage has been released as of just a few hours ago uh, from this recording, and it is proof to me that video doesn't matter. Uh, if you've already made up your mind, and I have the video here somewhere, I'll go ahead and play it right here on the show. Hang on. Give me a second. Right now. Give me a second. It's coming. It's, it's coming. going it's live. Here it is. There Body cam footage of the October attack on Paul Pelosi at his San Francisco home. I don't know who this turd is, but he needs to shut up. Let's watch. Let's watch, man. I definitely don't want all of you. Hello. One thing I'm going to say is, uh, if you read the transcripts from this whole interaction, yeah, body cam footage lines said, up with it perfectly. Perfectly. Twenty six twenty, right? No, twenty six forty. Oh. Yeah. Just l- listening. The, the uh, cops are just knocked on the uh, door. They've opened the door. Right. What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Right. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. 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 What is going on? Oh shit! Got a plumber crack hanging out. I want to do look at this. I'm surprised no one called for an ambulance yet. Honestly, like, there's another minute, but we don't really need to play it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna right, save. Then you hear Pelosi snoring. And it's like, oh, at least he's alive. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it from our uh, our people that are just listening. Uh, this lines up, folks. Like, I don't have a great opinion of Paul Pelosi or Nancy for that matter. Uh, that <laughs> all I know is. Minutes. I want to see it. So basically, real quick, all that happened was they just they're arresting the guy, and then all of a sudden you just hear someone snoring, and it's clearly Paul Pelosi because he just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, you don't really see anything other than both of their feet and the cops talking. And that like there's nothing boy's to it. Ass. Uh, but I, I, 
I looked at this and I went, okay, this basically lines up with the 911 call. Not everything needs to be something else. Like sometimes what you see is what actually happened. Because if you look at this footage, uh, I saw a lot of people pointing to the fact that Paul Pelosi had a drink in his hand and basically concluding that uh, they were in there just having drinks, having a good time, and this was all a big setup and some weird conspiracy. But if you look at, the, I think you pointed this out to me, Corey. If you if you listen back to the nine one one call, there's a spot in which one of them is asking the other for a glass of water, right? So that adds up. And if you look at Paul Pelosi's left hand that has that glass in it, to me it appears to be a glass of water. It's really it has pix- water. It's really pixelated. It doesn't. It just he's clearly Pelosi's hungry. not there. It's not vodka. <laughs> Nancy's not there. It's not vodka. Just, maybe he thought he was bringing Nancy a glass of vodka. He's know. not. He's not driving. He's not drinking. But it, th- there's nothing about this that is suspicious to me because people go, "Why? Why were they so happy when they answered the door?" And it's like, okay, put yourself in the situation of somebody who has a home invader. What? What are you going to do? Especially if you don't have a firearm, you don't have really a way to defend yourself which hopefully you do, but maybe Paul Pelosi didn't. It's San Francisco. Yeah. He's Paul Pelosi, so he probably doesn't have a firearm in the house. What are you going to do, right? You're going to figure out any way that you can to defuse the situation, right? You don't want your head bashed in by this maniac with a hammer. Everything adds up. Sometimes what you see is what is reality. And before I you know, move on to video not mattering... Corey, I'll let you speak on this a little bit. I mean, I know you just you just saw it for the first time before we started the show. I don't know if you have anything else to add or if 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 there's anything. About no, this it literally lines up with like the uh, the uh, the transcript that came out that they released. Like a guy broke into their house. A crazy fucker wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. She wasn't there. He looked like his whole plan went awry. He wasn't sure exactly what he was supposed to do, so he just was kind of hanging out. And that's it. That's 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 basically what I saw. Yeah, like someone who who is crazy enough to try to do this shit to a senator isn't thinking through senator, their plans. Corey. Huh? She's not a senator. Representative. Whatever. <laughs> Semantics. I guess Congressperson. Just say congressperson. You can never get it wrong. Right. But yeah, it's this is a nothing burger. So I look at this and I go, okay, all the conspiracy theories are already coming out. And you know what I compare something like that to? When you have the footage right in front of you, it's obvious. You can see what's in front of you, even if it's not what you thought. It's really important to admit when video footage comes out that what you thought wasn't reality. Yeah. I compare this to Kyle Rittenhouse. And I compare this to George Floyd. Yeah, absolutely. At least people made their minds up on both of those scenarios. And regardless of the footage came out, like you watch that cop murder George Floyd. And to this day, you have people going, but he had fucking heroin in his system. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you know what? He might have been all fucked up sitting on the curb, but he wouldn't be dead. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then Kyle, and the Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Go ahead. There's still to this day because people were comparing Kyle Rittenhouse to Alec Baldwin. God damn it. To this day, 
There are still people on Twitter calling Kyle Rittenhouse definitively a fucking murderer. He defended when himself. He went through a trial and was fucking acquitted. Okay, that's number one. All and you maybe, have to do is watch the. You know, well, I guess you can't just watch say, the footage because people already made up their mind. That's what I was going to say. Is that you? You even if you believe he should have been charged with murder, based on the trial. All you have to do is look at the video footage, and first of all, I, I can't believe, Corey, how many people still think that Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black people that day. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. No, he amazing. killed pedophiles who are white. It's absolutely amazing. And you can still think that Kyle Rittenhouse is a moron for being there in the first place. Does not make him a murderer. Doesn't make him a murderer. He didn't murder anybody that night. Paul Pelosi... Uh, well, he was did. Tr- it was just it was in justifiable self defense. That's not murder. That's not murder. Yes, he killed people that night. Yeah, but he didn't murder anybody. That's Paul, true, yeah. Paul Pelosi uh, called the cops for an intruder in his house, and George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin. All of these things are showed on on camera. You can watch them, and it just amazes me, like that. There was there was a time maybe in my early high school days where I thought, man, I can't wait till everything is on camera and that way people can just see exactly what happened. And now we have that for the most part and it still, still doesn't matter. Still doesn't reveal truth. Yeah. Still doesn't make people understand what they actually saw because they've already made up their minds. Even when you see it, with your own eyes. Your own peepers. It still doesn't match up with your previously with your previous biases. So you 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 at 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 minimum make excuses for it. Like George yeah. Floyd, right? You see Derek Chauvin kneeling on this man's neck for what seemed like an hour, but you know, obviously, whatever it was, nine minutes or whatever, you see it, and you still make excuses for it. Yeah, shouldn't have, shouldn't have committed that crime. Shouldn't have had fentanyl in his system, right? Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't have. Uh, uh, you know, even though he died as an innocent man because he never tried in a court of law, he just should have complied. It's right in front of you. It's right there. Video evidence doesn't fucking matter. Corey, do you want to finish up with uh, the uh, Tyree Nichols story? You want to save McCarthy? Uh, you know what? Let's Maybe we should save the Tyree Nichols thing because it's, it's pretty new. It's pretty new. The body cam footage is about to come out. I don't know if it's come out yet. It may have come out while we were recording. You literally, yeah, as we record on a Friday evening at uh, 30. Let's say I do definitely want to talk about it because it's another example of in government overreach impacting the daily lives of people that ultimately get their lives taken from them. That's a Corey story. We'll, we'll, we'll rock it out. We'll rock it out next week. We'll have the body cam footage uh, on that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll finish up with... Uh, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy surprising all of us by saying the loud part out loud in regards to removing Adam Schiff from yeah, but before the we do it, you know, community. rest in peace, Terry Nichols. Of course. I'm really glad to see 
that these police officers were held accountable for beating someone to death. It's a nice tide of change to see actual justice being served versus a short 30 years ago when Rodney King, the same thing happened to him and he then the cops got off scot-free. And we're going to dive into that more next week. Absolutely. When the body cam footage comes out. I didn't want to just brush off a man being murdered by the state. Like oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> with you. You know? I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so we'll move on. Kevin McCarthy uh, saying the loud part out loud. Uh, so Kevin McCarthy, the new Speaker of the House, removed Adam Schiff from the House Intelligence Committee. And if you really think about what Adam Schiff did in his position with the House Intelligence Committee, it makes complete fucking sense. The man lied to the American people. The man was the number one pusher of Russiagate, which was nonsense. And Corey and I will probably be the first two people in the entire world to tell you that Donald Trump is a piece of shit on his own merit. You don't need to make things up to make him more of a piece of shit, which is exactly what Kevin McCarthy, uh, I'm sorry, not Kevin McCarthy, Adam Schiff and others did by pushing the Russiagate nonsense, which then makes you less credible if and when Donald Trump actually did something wrong. But you have to you have to make it to where the smoking gun is never going to be found. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just play the uh, the footage from C-SPAN about Kevin McCarthy being asked by a reporter that is trying to play gotcha with him about removing quote unquote removing Democrats from committees, which is not at least according to Kevin McCarthy what he's doing. Intel committee is is Santos on the Intel committee? Um, am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on I'll other committees? I'll it real quick. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, because you have direct power over who goes on Intel, but you also will be able to create for your whole house, taking off other Democrats, perhaps Representative Omar. But you said that lying to us. Is something that means you should be removed from the intelligence committee, but why is it not a factor? Well, let me be very. He's got elected by his district, so. Okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, 
He came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America. And I will always put them first, all right? And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing, and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. That's the answer to your question. <laughs> Yo, this is what I'm talking about. Let me know what you think about this video in the comment section. But, uh, Gooch. yeah, no, he's, oh, did you re-edit? I removed it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care what the guy had to say. I wanted to hear what he His had to say. Black conservative. But yeah, what'd you say? His name is Black Conservative. I don't know, I don't know who he is. Oh, <laughs> I thought you called him Blackface, and I was going to say, no, I'm pretty sure that guy was actually Black then. <laughs> no, he's, he's really Black. Hundred <laughs> percent. But dude, yeah, it's he was on point. He was a hundred percent on point. Everything he said was a hundred percent accurate, concise, clear, and clearly you know, not prepared to have to answer that question. And he did it all, uh, off the cuff. I guess you could say. Like I just didn't. I just didn't sense any bullshit from Kevin McCarthy right. there. Now was now, he was it was it done in good faith? Probably not. I mean, I, I don't I don't trust Kevin Arthur McCarthy. Did said I'm following you, but have no memory of who you guys are. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all right. Cute. We typically get wasted on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kevin McCarthy in the in this in this scenario, like I I don't believe he's doing it in good faith. I don't trust him. I think he's mostly just piece of the piece of big government, but somehow, but sometimes uh, these people say the quiet part out loud and, or in the case of Kevin McCarthy here saying the loud part uh, out loud, which is that Adam Schiff uh, was exactly what Donald Trump said he was shifty Schiff uh, and pushing Russiagate bullshit to establish a narrative uh, about Donald Trump to distract from the things that actually matter. That's ex that, that's exactly that's exactly what what Adam Schiff did, uh, and for those reasons, and you can agree with that. You can think Trump's a piece of shit. I think Trump's a piece of shit. Corey thinks Trump's a piece of shit. 
But it doesn't mean you have to lie. It doesn't mean you have to make shit up to make Trump seem worse. We don't need that. We already know he's bad. It, it, you right. know, it's, it's it's like when people make shit up about Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert. It's like you don't need to make shit up. You're just you're just making noise. They're awful on their own merit, and you make their awfulness seem not as credible because now you're lying about them. So now you make the American public go, "Well, are you lying about this person?" I don't know, and that's exactly what Adam Schiff did. Right. And for example, like even uh, like we're talking about McCarthy, he might be, he probably is. Like I don't, I haven't, I haven't dived into his like uh, stock act, like his stock exchanges and things like that, and stuff. What he's done, who lobbies for him, and who his donors are, and things like that. But he might be a piece of shit. But in this moment, he said the he right was thing. A hundred percent on point. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. If you're lying to the American people for some sort of like party pandering, political grandiose yeah. sort of like like scenario, then fuck you. Swalwell was banging like he was really like <laughs> really like nice about it. Swalwell was banging a Chinese spy. Yeah. So like, so obviously he shouldn't be on the intel committee. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it, it, like, like, does that mean I want to see a Marjorie Taylor Greene or a Lauren Boebert on the on the intel on the intel no. committee? No, I don't want to see any of these morons on any committees. If I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, yeah, uh, see that, that, yeah that reporter was trying to a gotcha. We're like, well, George Santos lies, and he's going to be on committees. And it's George- like, and you know what? It, I, I almost wish you know what you know what would have really made me happy about <laughs> what Kevin McCarthy said. If he if he had just literally been he can't say this because he's one of them but if he had just been like you mean politicians lie fucking shocker <laughs> right but he's one of them and he's told his fair share of lies I'm sure none of which you and I can bring up at the moment but I'm sure we could dig some up if we really wanted to yeah anyone who has an entire establishment party voting for them makes me like recoil a little bit it's like well, what did you do to make everyone like you except for the 20 people that are crazy but you know what I, I, here's why here's where I'm going to give Kevin McCarthy credit for what he said there that was so much more eloquent and honest even if it was honest for the wrong reasons than the stuttering and stammering we heard from Nancy Pelosi 100% dude absolutely Absolutely. Nancy Pelosi would have not been able to handle that question in the same way. Dan, look at us. You and I, we're always over here finishing each other's sentences. I was going to say sandwich, but that's close. I don't think it's a fucking terrible joke, dude. I, and I don't, I don't, I don't think Kevin McCarthy's a good actor. I don't, I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. But goddamn it! Sometimes when these guys get things right and they say the quiet part or the loud part out loud, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. It's hard. It's hard to do if you're uh, if you have things to do or you're a partisan hack, which is you know a lot of people. Uh, but I I dug it. I was I was I was I was super shocked the first time I watched this video how much I was on. I was agreeing with Kevin McCarthy and how much I was like, wow. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> he is right. Adam Schiff's a piece of shit. So is Kevin McCarthy for other reasons, but at least Kevin McCarthy was a little bit honest here. 
So right. Yeah, and it's not some sort of like we're cucking or like pandering to the Republicans over this. Are like, you kidding, was... Corey? I just shilled to Big Egg in the last right. se- in the last segment. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, like if it was if it was a Democrat calling out Republicans for being shitty, and it was right, we would be doing we'd be saying the same damn thing. But we we can't can't find any examples of that. At least not in the last eight years or so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can find something, Dan. I'm sure. They don't make it easy. These fuckers. Well, all right. Sorry, Armed, you showed up late, but uh, we've been on for an hour and a half almost, so I got to go to the bar, play some bubble hockey. I'd meet you there, but I think I've had too much to drink already. Yeah, fuck it. You just blame <laughs> it on the snow. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then something happens, and they're like, well, clearly in this video evidence. Uh, uh, then I'll be the podcast version of George Santos coming up here really well, soon. Fuck, Dan, you shouldn't have said it live on the air. <laughs> yeah, now I can't go anywhere because that's nope. going to be evidence used against me. Yeah. Thank God I didn't drink much. I'm staying home. Don't worry. I'm staying home. Everybody, chill out. Bummer. I'm three quarters of the way in the bag. I wanted you to come to the bar with me, and then we can get wasted and. Uh, Drive home. Start political arguments with random people. I mean, maybe I can get Marissa to drive me up there. <laughs> there you go. Have her drive you up, and then I'll drive you back to my place. You can crash on the couch. I won't drive. We'll get an Uber. She probably won't do it. But anyway, yeah, this isn't stuff for the show. This is private stuff that people don't want to hear. <laughs> Tell the people where right. you can find us, Corey. Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found on Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at libservativepod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe And if you're listening, if you're not on the live stream and you're listening to this podcast right now, now that we're coming to the end of the show, before you hop onto your next podcast... Give us a quick five-star review. Mm. You'll make us happy. Even four stars is fine. I want five stars, Dan. This is a five-star show. I'll take three. I'll take one. (laughs) Fuck it. No, 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 no. No, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's not not cumulative scoring, is it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how it works. I just know more ratings get you more uh, views. The algorithms, Dan. Stars just add up. I thought they just added up, so I'll take one star. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's just how many gold stars you have. <laughs> it's, it's not cumulative scoring. Uh, anyway, this has been Libservative, the wonderful show of two intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. He, as always, has been Corey Walsh. And he is the one and only Dan Griffin. Half in the bag. That's me. Half, three quarters. Uh, What's your anyway. new nickname? Half in the bag. This has been Libservative, and we are out of here. We the people cannot end that.